Oh, let me mute all, and then unmute yourself. All right. Okay. Go ahead. You got me. Yeah. Well, good e uh, good afternoon, everybody. Uh, Paul. Seemingly, what's going on? Can you hear me, Mike? Yeah, we can hear you, Paul. All right, good. All right, was there anybody new here today? There's nothing else to say if you've been here before. So I'm just gonna close my eyes and get some sun. And uh, any questions, Mike? Oh yeah, we were, we got hands up. I don't. Oops. Oh, you can't hear me. Good. Uh, there were hands up, maybe saying they were they were new. Uh, oh, are they? Um, and Emmett still has his hand up, and Alexa has now got her hand up, so I don't know. Does that mean you guys are new? Emmett, Seattle, Alexa, the A. And if you wanted to ask a question, go ahead and unrage your, uh, unmute yourself. Hey, my name is Lex. I'm, I've heard you speak, Paul, um, on, on your website and in person, but never in this format. So um, I have a lot of questions, but I don't want to. <laughs> I don't know how many I can ask. None. Okay. No, one. Well, it's a, I don't know. I don't, maybe I'll ask you later when you get going. <laughs> All right. Anyone else? We can have a, we can have like a, categories questions now questions maybe a little while later questions later questions raise your hand and get you get yourself in the right slot and either we'll talk to you now or we'll get back to you all right well again paul non-duality as we see it is a negation of an assumed fact, which is duality. Now, duality is not a thing. It's a movement in a way. It's a way of seeing. It's a way of thinking. It's a way of uh, perceiving, comparing one with the other. So the, where we're sitting, it expresses itself as dualism, which is subject-objectness. And sometimes we feel like we're the thing that's being thought about, seeing ourselves as a body. And sometimes we believe we're the thinker, seeing ourselves as a subjective activity. Now, the subjective activity by the mental process is attributed to the object. 
So there's a confusion. We're living a subjective experience, but we're living it as an object. And this is the basis of the confusion. We're attributing subjectiveness to an object. So the experience or the perception of, of or the recognition of subjectiveness is seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. How the mental state implies that it uses the seeing or the subjectiveness to categorize it as an object. So now you're the seer, the hearer, the feeler, the, the touch, and that object is now doing the subjectivity. Now a great master, Hoang Po came by and he made a simple statement to sort of question this assumption, which is whatever can be perceived, which are the objects in these squares, let's say, cannot be that which is perceiving. So he's just cleared it all up, if you, if you can hear it. Can you hear me? Mike? Can you hear me? Yeah? Yeah. All right. All right, good. So whatever can be perceived, which are these objects in the squares, cannot be that which is perceiving. So he just disputes the whole basis of the narrative that we're listening to all day. And the dilemma is the listening to uh, <laughs> is implying an the idea of being the listener and the listener is pictured as a body. Yeah. So now the subjectiveness, which is the living in a way here is attributed to a body, which isn't living as Ramana Maharshi said, it's a non-existent thing. Yeah. This body gets, uh, becomes activated by something moving through it. When that something moves through it, stops moving through it, the body, maybe all of its ears and eyes and everything else would work, but it's not working anymore because let's say the ghost is out of the machine, so to speak. So in this sense, the ghost would be the subjectiveness and the machine would be the object. Now, you have to at least allow a little room to realize how, how confusing life would be if we kept seeing and seeing it from this confused idea. Yeah, where we're attributing uh, all the doing as us as the doer, even though in our own experience in this body, most of the body's uh, activities are not volitional. They're just on. Yeah. So you're pumped. There's pumping of blood. There's beating of a heart. Yet the way the mental state sees it is you're the beater of the heart. You're the pumper of the blood, which is absurd. You know, you don't go home and say, you know, someone calls you up. Hey, wait a minute. I can't speak. I've got to digest this burrito I had an hour. I've got to set some time off and get on with it, man, because I feel I'm not that great of a digester. And I'm, you know, it seems to take too long. And I question myself and I've got a fucking, you know, I'm a scared you'll find out. So let me have an hour. So, yes. But no, there's just digesting going on, seeing going on, hearing going on, feeling going on smelling going on, doing going on. Yet, the mental state implies that we're the doer, the feeler, the thinker, the haver. There's some absurdity if it won't cross the line. Like, you know, 
you know, people go to the bathroom, but do, do they actually go to the bathroom? There's a going to the bathroom. We just go in the room and then something, yeah, discharges. It's not Paul. <laughs> there's a discharging of something. And then there's the idea, there's a claiming of it. And now Paul went to the bathroom and took a shit. But really, did Paul take the shit? No. He observed something that he had really nothing to do with. Yeah, why? I just don't see how you can hold this story up to any kind of light without seeing through it. You know, it's just an absurd assumption. Even though it may be agreed upon with by everyone, doesn't make it so. It can only make it seemingly so. It can appear to be true, but it can't be true. Yeah. So let's say this world could be captured as a dualistic experience or a dualistic perception. It appears to be true, but it isn't true. That's what non-duality is, really, is it's a negation of something. It, it is already a fact. It doesn't have to prove it's a fact. What it has to do is question the assumed fact. When you question the subject objectness and you and all this activity going on that implies this historical action figure, when that's questioned, what is that? It's the negation of an assumed fact. What happens? A fact starts having influence. <laughs> yeah. What is that? The fact doesn't have influence on you because the you is not a fact. It has influence. Yeah. And what happens? Miraculously, over time, the you that you're not travels lighter. <laughs> yeah. Something, and then it comes to a conclusion. Well, you know, when people like when I went into recovery and people would say, Well, why didn't you just stop? I said, I would have if I could have. I mean, you know, it's it isn't that easy for me, you know. Oh, just knock it off. I wish I could, but I can't seem to knock it off. So this whole idea of this uh, this assumption, the only way you can see you're, you're doing something about it is part of the assumption, yeah? The assumption is there are, there's a you that should be able to do something about it. <laughs> and then that you gets confronted with powerlessness all day, every day, and basically just says, fuck it and starts, you know, watching 12 hours of Netflix or fucking smoking a doobie or I'm going to have four bags of Doritos or fuck it. You know, you start wearing bad, you know, you're not showering and shit like that. You just go in the seed. Yeah, because there's not a this the. The narrative can't get out of the narrative, you see, this is the dilemma of recovery. People don't see the aspect of self. They see it as Paul. They see another aspect of self as self. And it makes sense to Paul, a.k.a. self, to get out of self because it's not working too well. So Paul attempts to get out of self. Now, Paul doesn't succeed. He may succeed for five seconds or a minute of a rush. But basically, when he comes to the police are in the room like they always are and shit like that. So he's he's never successfully getting out of self for that long. Yeah. And it's frustrating. So he doesn't he tries a drug addiction because you can feel really different very quickly with drugs. 
If you do a big shot of cocaine, you're going to feel completely different than you did 30 seconds before the shot was taken. Yeah. So that sort of convinces you you've done something sufficient enough to get out of self, let's say. So you get the rush. But what happens is you come down from the rush and who's waiting for you? <laughs> you felt like you parachuted out of enemy lines and then you land on the enemy or as the enemy. So then, all right, let's say that frustrates you to the point where you come to your senses and then that same drive now uses spirituality. So you start doing practices to become a better Paul, a.k.a. self. Yeah, you're going to try to find give me that pole and I'll put my mind on it like the crazy monkey and run it up and down for 12 hours. And there will be an effect. But what happens is. After the 12 hours of meditation, there's 12 hours and two minutes later, and now you're fucked again. So wait a minute. The only condition I can have is by doing a lot of other conditions, and they don't work that long, and then I have to do more of them. So first, it's a Saturday sit-sit for like nine to four with a number of breaks, learning to meditate. Then there's the weekend. And then it goes to the week retreat and then the 10 day. I don't know how they came up with that one. The 10 day retreat. And then and then all we do is try to add more. Go to different places. All right. I'm going to go to the source of Vipassana. It's Burma or Miramar. I'm going to Miramar and taking a retreat for a month. OK, so what happens? Oh, well, it didn't. OK, I got to sign up for a three month retreat. I'm going to fucking move into the temple. I'm going to do a two years, two months, two days, two hour retreat on and on. All that we cannot come up with is more. You know, I got to do more. I, we never see the, the value of doing less. Well, usually, no, I've got to do more. It isn't like you start at doing an hour of meditation and then drop down to 10 minutes. It's usually you go to an hour and a half. Yes. It's always like proceeding, progressing, increasing, doing more. Yeah. And then probably because you also have to purify eating less, you know, drinking a lot of water, doing enemas. So you're working on everything <laughs> and it fails you just as the drug addiction failed you. So what do you do now? I don't know. You know, let's synthesize. Let's do drugs and call it spirituality. All right. That's the new phase. So now people are doing drugs but are calling it spirituality far out. Let's see if it works. You know, I'm sure <laughs> it will seem to be working, but after a few years, they'll realize, well, that fucking failed. Yeah. So let's, let's sort of, go, you know, and the thing is you're tr trying to convince something to do something. It can't be convinced of. Yeah. You're trying to tell self to stop trying to get out of self. It can't. Yeah. If it runs into a wall, that doesn't work. All it does is regroup, get into a different vehicle called spiritual, and then it doesn't work. Then it starts synthesizing. It puts like ancient Kabbalah on fucking tantric yoga and do this and on on and bamo. And now you've got this fucking, you know, Frankenstein fucking thing that takes you after a while. So what's one to do? I don't know. Maybe nothing. Maybe realize, Jesus. I can't get out of me as me. Would that promote 
any more movement to get out of you as me? No, probably it wouldn't. If you if it really caved in on you, you wouldn't be moved to, you know, it wouldn't be a call to arms, so to speak. It would be a disarming moment. It would the house of cards would collapse and you didn't rush to try to shuffle it as one of the cards. You know, you just all right. And then you get reconnoited, reconfigured. And now you're not doing fucking anything, yeah, to improve yourself. You're not. You're not deproving yourself, but you're not really working hard at improving yourself. Yeah, you've admitted the Toyota. You know, I can put the Rolls Royce. You know, the Rolls Royce emblem on it. I can put the Rolls Royce grill on it, but it's still a Toyota. Yeah. So, all right, and it's wonderful to realize it's a Toyota. It is because it is a Toyota. Yeah. So there's no delusion left. And now you through observation over time, you realize, Jesus, I'm traveling lighter as AKA Paul, but it's very clear as Paul that Paul has really nothing to do with the traveling lighter. It's not the cause of it, nor is it the maintenance man for it. It isn't. Yeah. Paul has been put into a sense of sublime irrelevance in a way. Now, so now Paul has new chores to do. Hey, find a better coffee. All right, Paul, not like, you know, let's let's reach enlightenment by 2022. You know, no, let's the targets and his goals sort of drop down to a nice level where the level he's on can see them. You know what I mean? He's not being pointed up to fucking a mental idea. It's just, okay, yeah, I want to buy a new pair of pants today. So, all right, I think I can accomplish that. Yeah, I'm going to, you know, fix the, the, the hose in the yard far out. So now it has made up purposes that aren't like, you know, you know, working so I can become the chariot of the gods, you know, just no. And now you're in a relaxed state of awareness that's that constant focusing of you is now more of a panoramic thing. And that thing like they usually spoke of in uh, Dokchen, relaxed awareness is just that. It's not being constantly focused and shot like a laser. It's just relaxed, yeah? And to me, uh, interest and attention that's not constantly set out on these noble paths is the presence you sense, yeah? When all that, all that shenanigans stop and you stop looking for what can't be found and you stop using the Buddha to seek the Buddha, you know, a lot of shit happens, yeah? It may not look like anything's happening, but a lot of shit happens, yeah? And maybe you'll feel it like an unspoken yes. Maybe you'll feel it like a, a eternally uh, echoing whatever, aha, but there will be a... Of, some of the chapters of the fucking book of life has have been shut. It's over. Yeah, it's fun. It's done. Yeah. You're not trying to get out of an imaginary place anymore. You're not you have no belief of the insane idea you could be ever be out of a moment. So you're not trying to get into the moment. You're not trying a lot of shit anymore. Yeah. You've reached a certain level of, hey, Somebody would say you could have optimum health and you don't, but the health that I have is all right, you know?
It's allowing me to do what I do during the day. Maybe I can't be like, uh, you know, the oldest guy on Muscle Magazine. I don't care. My, my drives are of reaching a level of enough and then it's chilled out time. Yeah. Now, this may not sound like anything, but these are effects of entertaining the possibilities that we hope to introduce to, to you here, yeah? Just by seeing or starting to see what you're not, uh, your real influence becomes obvious, yeah? It's beautiful, yeah? And you are, you are exactly what they were saying, you know? You are what you've been looking for, really, yeah? Not as an object, yeah, but as the seeing, as that which is looking and feeling and tasting and touching and smelling, and that which is looking and tasting and smelling can only be sensed by looking, tasting, and smelling. You can't see what's seeing. You can't hear what's hearing. You can't feel what's feeling. You can't experience what's experiencing. You can't. Yeah, we think it's us. We're not experiencing fucking anything. Something's experiencing through us. Yeah. So this this message, which and I heard many. You know, I heard many messages, like when I was a, a cocaine addict. You know, where the best coke was, who had the best coke, who were the the great lineage holders of cocaine dealers. You know, fucking, it was like a worshiping. It had its own little hierarchy. Uh, we had a hierarchy, man. Once you started shooting coke, you never snorted it again. It was too low for you, you know? It was fucking, fucking, no, 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 no. Why would I waste that? Yeah? It was the same same. The same shit that we do with spirituality. Yeah? <laughs> so... <laughs> This was a, this has been the last answer. I've never met anything in this life that didn't provoke a further investigation. This ended it, yeah? I had a clarity of what I'm not, yeah? I don't have to, uh, I don't have to realize it's not me, every, every appearance, but I know that every appearance is not me. I don't have to say not me to every appearance, but I know every appearance is not me. Yeah, that's, that's just simple. Yeah. But my neighbors are probably wondering what's happening. Yeah, the police could be here shortly. What the hell? Hey, uh, yeah, so I hope that really didn't help. I don't, I hope it didn't. I hope you've reached a point where helping to be helped is not necessary anymore concerning this. Yeah. You don't have to be helped to be what you are. You are it. Yeah. You may need a little help to constantly stop referring to what you're not as you. Yeah. Maybe you need to recognize that the mental state, the narrative that's going on, the perceptions, the memories of all the experiences, have a bias presentation. As it says in the Course in Miracle, the brain interprets to the body, yeah? The brain interprets this whole event to the body. 
It's called self-centeredness, yeah? We see everything as how it pertains to us. Yeah. You can't get out of that. You realize you're not in it. That's where the relief is. The freedom is before bondage, not a consequence of you doing something leading you to freedom from bondage. The real freedom is before bondage. It's questioning who is it that was bound or is going to be bound or is bound now. Yeah, because that imaginary floor allows all the mental furniture to stay in place and shit like that. So you're pulling off, you're pulling that floor out from underneath the assumed fact, and then it collapses on itself. Yeah. You realize that's why if you can starve the questioner, because the question, the person who's questioning is the answer. Yeah. So sometimes it's appropriate to starve the person who wants the question so that they get they get left with the answer, not the answer to the question, the answer that's before the question. All right, open the Krakens. Okay, and uh, Nick by text said he would go. Because he would go if there were no others. I said there were no others and he laughed. He thought that was funny, there's no others. <laughs> <laughs> there are hey, no others. Hey, Paul. <laughs> who's, hey, who's this? This is this is Nick. Hey Nick. Hey. Um I I was planning to save this until I, I saw you in person, but it's very alive for me right now, so I figured I'd I give a shot. Um I'm sure starving the questioner is the best route on this one, but um I, I kinda have I don't, I don't know all the steps in AA, but I think it's seven and eight where uh, when something comes up and you, you ask for it to be reconfigured. Um, six, seven, six and seven. Yeah. Six and seven. Thank you. Yeah. So something's been coming up and, you know, I, I've, I've been, the message has been a huge part of my life for, I think almost three years now. Um, and all the, <laughs> impossible yeah, <laughs> that. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> no time um but in the action figures little story event here um and a lot of things that felt uh impossible to bear and and unsurvivable um it slowly over time the, the message kind of did its work on that and um you know, Nick begrudgingly had to admit that he was traveling lighter and lighter and insurmountable mountains were not, not chopped down, but seemed to be imaginary. Um, and there's, uh, there's a new mountain and there's a funny thing going on of, of, you know, whenever the new mountain, whenever the new problem comes up, part of the juice of it, you know, part of its description is this one's different. This one's unique. Yeah, you're able to handle all the other ones, but, but this one's special. You're the only one in the universe facing it. And, um, 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I feel lucky often because I, I hear you sharing with people and it really resonates to me. You know, when somebody's feeling depressed or um, in a low spot, you say, find a purpose, you know, go adopt a dog, go start a garden, go serve at a soup kitchen. And that really resonates with me. I, I, I've seen that in my life and my people that I'm close to that getting out of yourself can be a great, uh, great strategy, you know, uh, to create traveling lighter. I feel, feels like I'm on the opposite, opposite end of the spectrum that I have too much purpose. I got a lot of other lives, uh, counting on me holding it together. Um, you know, five kids and family and loved ones close to me. Uh, and something about giving that up to the, to a higher power, taking that out of Nick's hands, it feels particularly, I think my, my personality type tends to be avoidance anyway, in kind of the slacker route. And, and I don't know if that's a cop out. And, and that's kind of why I was getting back to the sixth and seventh step is I want to present this to the group, kind of expose myself, call myself on my own bullshit that I think for a long time I go, well, it's out of my hands. But since it's out of my hands, there's nothing to really do about it. Um, but there, I know that that's a cop out. And the, the heaviness of it is like if I, people are going to get hurt no matter what, you know, um, if I, if I'm true to one, then the others are hurt. If I'm true to the others, the others are hurt. And so it leaves me in this paralyzing spot. So I know there's no answer, but I just, the, the answer was in sharing that. So, so thank you. Thank you, Nick. There'll be an answer. Don't worry if you're open to it. Yeah. Yeah, just ask yourself your role in things. So the people that are in your life have their own higher power in a sense, yes? As we say in recovery. Yeah. yeah. But if you want to just call me later and talk about it, it'd probably be better than now. Thank you, man. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Skyler on a, maybe it was a recovery meeting, and she had a great uh, way of phrasing, in this case it was prayer, but in this case, but in your case, just that you shared, that that's the instant gift. It's not for anything else. So like in her example, you know, like praying for the, just, oh, anyway, just go, she had a really good way of phrasing it, and thanks for your gift. That was, that was great. Thanks. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, I'll look it up. Okay. Um, and uh, Alexa has raised her hand. Yeah, hey, I'm back. I'm not so scared anymore. <laughs> um, Paul, I was, I'm reading A Course in Miracles and I just need help understanding. They put non-duality, you know, in, in um, to a Christian kind of a paradigm and jump right into what they, they call it the separation but they never so far I haven't seen an explanation for why 
why like why god allows it well because no, the why is not going to go anywhere yeah so if you see we think if we know we were fucked it would lessen being fucked but usually it doesn't yeah Yeah, so the, the course is just an invitation. Uh, they do give you a description. And the description is there's a very, there's a belief that fuels this whole dreaming, which is we weren't separated from God and now we are. And saddled with self-centeredness, we think we had, to have, we had a lot to do with that. Now, the assumption isn't factual. There's never been separation. Yeah. That's what they talk about as the atonement, at least from the understanding I have of it. So the atonement is there's nothing really to forgive or anyone to forgive because nothing ever really happened. Yes. There hasn't been a separation. We didn't we didn't cause a schism between me and the Godhead, none of this happened, but it's appearing to happen. So when it's appearing to happen, and it seems to be appearing to happen to you, one of the least skillful means would be trying to apply in your head, this isn't happening. <laughs> so you read the course, you do the lessons, they give you a change in perception with the hopes that's gonna trigger some possibility and maybe you'll start seeing what's constantly being implied in the course yeah but maybe before that becomes available follow the lessons and a shift in perception will occur that may make it a little more conducive for you to see stuff yeah and if it gets too much don't put it down it's not like uh it's not like an ex you're going to be a you're going to have an examination after it. You know, it's not like a test you're going to take. If you don't, if it feels like too much, drop it. Yeah, you can always go back to it. See, this isn't about you. Oh, you know, the Course speaks about it a lot, which is this isn't about sacrifice. Yeah, this isn't about you becoming a great martyr and going through not a dark night of the soul, but like a 365 dark nights of the soul, <laughs> you know, it's, this is the glorification of what you're not. Yeah. There's no sacrifice. All the requirements we're entertaining are on our side. They're not on the side of what we are. What we are is always available at all times, right where we are with no requirement necessary, except the ones we make up and believe. Yeah. We used to have the example with the heaven's door. And so Paul hears about the, the address where heaven's door is, goes there, wants to get into heaven. So knocks on the door, the door swings open and there's God, like he was right there. And then Paul asks God, can I come in? And God looks right at Paul and says, Paul can't come in. So Paul gets a little dejected, walks away thinks like he has to do more. I have to practice more. I have to become worthy, not of God, but really of Paul. 
Yeah. So then he works really hard to make it a better Paul and convince himself what he really believes is I'm a fuck up. But now by doing good, I'm going to negate that. It's just all God play. So then he has a nice resume and he walks up to the door. He's already got loose fitting clothes on. He's ready just to move right into heaven. Yeah. Got a good loving gaze and monotone. Loves pauses when he speaks. So he knocks on the door. Immediately the door opens and there's God once again. Like he's just been there the whole time. So he looks at God and he starts shuffling in. He says, God, as just as sort of like a, a formality, God, can I come in? And God goes, Paul can't come in. So I, it stops Paul in his tracks. Paul fucking, you know, walks away really pissed. Fuck you, God. He starts partying, gets loaded slips on these rocks, falls into a river, washes up right in, on the shore next to God's door. When he come, brings up his head out of the water, something happens. He walks up to God's heaven's door, knocks on it. The door swings immediately open. There's God again. He goes, God, can I come in? And then God says what he's always said. Paul can't come in. And then I walk right in because there was a realization that I'm not fucking Paul. Yeah. God wasn't saying personally, you, Paul, can't come in. He was saying very impersonally, any false identification can't come in. <laughs> That's it. So as soon as Paul saw he wasn't Paul, that thing he felt was being kept from him and he was deprived of was basically on his own. The door was always open. He could have walked in at any fucking time. Yeah, if you don't like that story... Look at the story of the prodigal son. Prodigal son has a pretty good, gets bored or whatever, starts partying, fucks up, spends all of his father's money, washes up in a pigsty, and he's fighting with pigs to get the corn cob. And every and he's had this moment many times, but he just couldn't believe what he had done, and no one would ever forgive him. So he always kept extending his stay on the bottom based on his head playing God with him. And then finally it collapsed and he just said, enough is enough. And then suddenly there's not even a story of how he left the sty to get back to his father's house. He's on a road, right? His father comes right up to him, says, hey, son, gives him a big hug, puts a ring on him, gives him some clothes, says, we're having a big feast. They didn't even think it was relevant to even tell the story how he left the sty and he did this. They just went right to the answer. Yeah, he finally gave up his fucking opinion, his belief that he was so bad, nothing this. And when he stopped relying on what he wasn't, the possibility that was always possible became possible. Yeah. What does that tell us? We're playing by something else's rules. That we're, you know, there's something that's playing God about what we call God. There's something that's doing it. And we're not, and every time we run into it, we call it me. It's not. Yeah. You can lose interest in what you're not. And I'm telling you, this idealized narrative that's constantly in chirping and in, in assuming or implying or insinuating and then rolls out the old memories picturing you as a body and then 
has you worrying all day about you as a body in the future. This is something playing God. Yeah. And it's using our godlike juice to do it. Yeah. See what you're not. And that's this. The seeing of what you're not is what you are. Yeah. Why do you think that he's in the sty and suddenly he's on the road to heaven? Because all the shit that supposedly happened didn't even happen. It was just reaching a conclusion. That was that. Yeah. This is what non-duality is a negation of. It's negating this, this narrative of being the one who's hearing the narrative about the one who's hearing the narrative. You know, it's just a, it's a loop of self-importance. Object, subject, object, subject, subject, object, subject, object. We're not of that. Yeah. It doesn't need 800 pages. It states it as a fact. You're not of that. Yeah. So how are you going to arrive at where you already are? How? How are you going to, in this, in this dreaming, how are you going to get a sense or a hit of what you are? By seeing what you're not. <laughs> That's how you get the hit. Because you definitely didn't get the hit by trying to become what you already are, have you? No, all you got was more of you. All right. Okay, uh, thanks Alexa, uh, Johnny. Here, yeah. Hello, can you hear me? Am I, a little am bit I, uh... low. How about now? Is that okay? Yes, yes. Hello, Paul. Um, I mainly just wanted to say hello and thank you. I've been listening to your talks and stuff for about five or six years now, and um, and uh, yeah, I wanted to meet you in person, like someone else mentioned, but um, that seems trickier at the moment. But it's just uh, it's nice to 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 do this and to listen to you speak. Um, I'm very grateful. Um, so thank you. Um, hey, thank you, Johnny. And wait, yeah. hopefully we'll run to each other one time. Yeah, yeah, I hope yeah. so. I really do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to, I don't know if this is a question either, but I'm kind of trying to plan it out in my head. I'll, I'll just sort of say it. Um, maybe you'll be able to comment. Maybe you won't need to. Um, so I, I was kind of, into the whole spiritual seeking thing for for a while and then that energy kind of just basically turned into non-duality seeking and kind of becoming obsessed with trying to get this thing which obviously you can't get um and that's all kind of coming pretty much to a close now um which which feels good although it comes back in cycles but i feel much more chilled out with it now which is nice but I find that there are these things I, I, I've always loved doing, creative things like um, writing stories and playing the guitar, stuff like that. And what happened, I think, over time was that those things got hijacked by the sense of, of se separate self. They kind of became ways of self-improving or deriving a sense of worth. And, and so they almost kind of corrupted these quite pure 
beautiful expressions and things were, were kind of a bit corrupted by that and now that I come back to them I find I'm pretty much um I'm pretty much okay most of the time but when I try to engage with these things which I don't want to throw throw out you know um that old programming comes back in and it's like it's kind of it, it's like a killjoy you know because it, it, it's kind of making it about something more than than it is just a pure expression of 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 joy or whatever um and yeah I guess that's that's where I'm at and um so I thought I'd share it and see if you had anything to say yeah that thing is still a pure expression of joy you just have a narrative override on it just see you're not that narrative and and what you're drawn to do, do. Mm. Yeah, you're not the doer of it. It's, it wants to express through you. Who are you to say no to that? Sure, and and I, 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 I like I like that idea. And it's I guess what's frustrating is is when I do have that narrative overlay, it interferes with that process and and kind of stifles the expression. So it there's there's self doubt, the thinking, and and then it almost becomes something that I. I think, oh, this is, this isn't fun anymore. You know, it's too serious and it's and and it's too yeah. um, sticky almost. It's, it almost makes me want to leave it aside because because it's not worth yeah. it. It brings all of that stuff back up. Um, it's not going to continue to be able to do that. Hmm. That's um. That's nice to to be um. That's nice to you're hear. Gonna, you're going to wear it out, bro. You're mm. always here. That isn't. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Cool. I'm telling you, you're going to win. It. You're, you're not, but there's going to be a, a winning out because what you are outshines what you're not. <laughs> it's just that mm. fucking simple. So you've had, you know, something is working with you to, or through you well keep allowing it to do that yeah mm. sure yeah yeah thank you yeah thanks johnny Thanks, Mike. Man, Paul, you know, I just want to take, I just want to take a minute here to, to, to just acknowledge and, and express, express to you um, the impact of your sharing this download with, with me. Um, I, I, I don't remember when I first landed on, on one of your groups. It was sometime in the summer, but my entire existence has been transformed, right? That, that I was able to see what I'd read 
what I knew, but, 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 but the way that you just kind of just hit me like a fire hose allows it to sink in. And I don't have words for it. I, I don't have that because it's, it's, it's indescribable. But I can tell you I'm traveling lighter, I'm traveling lighter, I'm traveling lighter. And then all of a sudden, one day, it was like, boom, right? And everything seems like it's happening to somebody else. And, the, and, this, and, this, and this crazy, these monkeys jumping around in my head that, that I had for decades of my life identified as, as, as me, as Anne. Um, you know, I, I'm able, I'm able to see them. And for, for, for a time they were, they were, they got to where they were entertainment, right? I could, I could see it. I could, I could, I could, I could laugh at it. Yeah. And, and now it just, it, it just seems like it, it's, it's happening to somebody else. It's not real. It's not, it's, it's, it's just, it's just there. There's, there's no, there's no need to, to say, oh, that's what it is. Oh, that, that's that voice again. It's just, it just doesn't impact me. It's, 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 I, I don't know. I hope that that explains it, but man, I just, Paul, you know, I love you, man. And I, uh, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so, so, so thankful that, that you, that you, that, that you, take this and offer it so freely um yeah and and i gotta say that just your being just just you your 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 radical kindness and 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 the and the and the peace and the joy the bliss that flows through you is is an absolute treasure and so thank you I think we should end the meeting on that. <laughs> oh, you gotta wait till I stop crying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you when I when I entered recovery. Uh, somebody asked me to lead a. A workshop, a fourth step workshop. I was three years sober. My mind had been freed from that bondage of self to uh, to a level where I was able to entertain. I was ideas, yeah. And I was really, I was really stoked by all that, and I was being introduced to ideas like non-duality. And uh, so I had this commitment and I would go to this meeting. And at first it was sort of like a study hall. Every, I just walked around everyone and see if they were writing because they were supposed to be doing an inventory. But as I was doing this commitment, I was also getting a lot of other stuff happening. So after a few months, there was no more writing anymore. Everyone was bringing uh, their pen and paper and they were going what the fuck's happening because I had seen I wasn't self yeah just what self meant to me all of its like 
confusing feelings and effects and shit like that, that I had tried to make up a story about what it was. I saw the whole kit and caboodle was not of me, you know, clear as day. So the, the, that commitment, the workshops changed dramatically. And I was just going off on this idea that this, I, you know, that there's a claim, there's a, a, an activity called selfing going on and there's no self and whatever. And uh, <laughs> they allowed me to do it for like 16 years. Really. And uh, if I left the country and I came back, I'd go back and uh, just be able to, I had a platform and every week, every week, in all like hundreds and hundreds of Monday nights, I had was in a lot of different conditions when I walked in that room, waiting here if I had AIDS, yeah, no money, sinus infection, my fairy princess just broke up with me five minutes before, and nothing, nothing had anything to do with the message coming through. And I saw, uh, I saw something so clearly the message isn't based on my condition. Mm -hmm. You hearing the message isn't based on your condition. In a way, you are totally irrelevant to it. That's so beautiful. Yeah. And I, I saw it because I felt like a piece of shit and something would come through. I felt really jazzed up something would come through. Basically, it had nothing to do with my emotional condition, physical condition, outside circumstances, inside circumstances, nothing. All I had to do was show up. And something was told me so intimately through that water moving through the hose over and over and over again that I was truly onto something. And I had the ability to be convinced. I was thoroughly done with this fucking story of Paul being the doer of all the shit I did while I was under the influence. It was so freaking obvious that I was not the doer of that fucking behavior. You weren't going to fucking put me in that tight suit anymore. You know? So, and then it just led to more clarity, which was the here, finally you get a, a clearer view and then it gets magnified by non-duality. It's beautiful. Yeah. And the magnification, instead of getting focused, is more dispersed and it's panoramic. Yeah. There's no, see, you realize what you call looking is just seeing in time. Yeah. The influence of time disguises the seeing into a form of looking that is used to verify the looker, Paul. Yeah. So I'm using what I am to reinforce the idea of what I'm not all day. Yeah, so I'm using the seeing to look for the seeing. This is why nothing freaking works. Right. That's why it says you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. Self can't get out of self. The seeker is the sort, yes? We're all children of a barren mother. You know, it's barren woman. It's all, they're just implying something the falsity of what we completely believe with no investigation to be so. Yeah, this is non-duality. Non-duality is entertaining a fact that questions the assumed fact. Yeah, and see which one lasts in you. Yeah, 
when you have them, when they're both presented, you'll see something. Yeah. When everything is presented only to the one thing, you're fucking blind. Yeah. But when the message gets to what you are, it will inform you about what you're not. Very, very clearly. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks, Anne. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome, Paul. You know, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to add there one day here, you said you came in and you said, so who here has been cheating on me? And I'm like, what, what is he talking about? And I thought, yep. If I, if I try and seek and search, it's just confusion. It's just confusion. Right. Yes, it can be for sure. Yeah, it's just confusion. And that interests you want you want to disguise the ingredient with other ingredients. Or do I want want, do I want to chase somebody else's experience? Right? Yeah, for sure. It's that's where you can avoid the the invitation. Yeah. By hearing from so many other people. Uh Uh (laughs) One way of not receiving the invitation is by being a collector of invitations. Yeah. You never go to the dinner. You have all the invitations to the dinner. Yeah. And you think you've met every chef. The chef has nothing to fucking do with the dinner. Yeah. Yeah. So now, yeah. Oh, I've heard it. I've heard everyone who's ever spoken of this. Yeah. And you're still fucked. What the point? Yeah. (laughs) That's why I say when people come to meetings, I'm the only monogamous one in the group. (laughs) <laughs> I haven't listened to another person on this topic since about 2001 <laughs> yeah first of all it's got to be an independent bakery I don't want to fucking take their ingredients and make a cake that looks like theirs. Right. it doesn't work yeah it doesn't yeah. work I mean I can understand what they're saying but uh it's not what's what's impelling me to say something. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, I went to satsangs. I heard stuff, and I saw something going on that either I didn't, I missed it, or it wasn't being emphasized. So when people said, "Oh, you went to satsangs, and that's why you're giving the talk," yeah, I'm giving it a talk because I didn't hear this at satsang. That's why I didn't. The emphasis on the the mental state's ability to claim whatever's happening to imply it's you to me is the quickest process of all processes in time. How are you going to out process that? So when you are, when you're sitting to meditate, you've already been assumed to be the meditator. You have, it's that fast. So you go into a satsang meeting, you think you've heard the message already and there you are hearing about what you are as what you're not. It doesn't go anywhere. I want to hear about what I'm not. So what I am can hear. It. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Let's go. Another. Thank you, Ann. No other hands up. Is 
Is Judy is Judith here today? No, I didn't see her come. That's what Judith did, this woman from the group. Do you see the uh, head? Do you see the head there? Uh, wow, that's beautiful. There it is. Yeah, that was done by Judith out of love. Yeah. That's what message that's what the message brings about. It brings about expression. You'll never be able to capture it, but it 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 just drives a desire to express it. Yeah, that's what's unbelievable. So people send music to us, they do writings. Yeah. We're all moved to express the inexpressible. Yeah. It's getting cold. I got to keep wearing jacket. <laughs> I'm out of the sun now. So, All right. Anyone, anyone else? Uh, Skylar. Ah. Oh. Hi, Paul. Um, just on the topic of art, like that is so true. I think I've listened to private thoughts and hold hands with us every like moment that I'm not in these meetings because it just brings me right back to it. It's just something trying to hang on. Like, and it's just guiding me through my life now. And I feel so grateful. And um, I'm out here selling paintings today. Um, and I've given a bunch away for free. Cause like, I'm just like, what goes around comes around. And then Mike actually chatted me that. And then like someone came by and they gave me like $120 from like buying a small one. I was like, whoa, okay. This really like the truth. And so I hope you come to California soon so we can meet in person. And um, I'd love to send I'm you in a California. painting, but like, yeah, just saying hi and spreading the love. <laughs> I'm in California already. I'm in Northern California. I don't think she can hear me. Uh, you're muted again, Skylar. How did you know that I couldn't hear you? That's crazy. <laughs> yes, I was saying I'm, I'm in California. Oh, you are? I'm about, probably about a block away from your, your art display. <laughs> 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 that's amazing yeah, we're uh, a little farther than that yeah where, where, are, you where are you from Stella? uh well i was born in uh la um beverly hills etc cetera, etc cetera. but now i live in idlewild california it's like oh yeah you know idlewild. i like it up there. yeah Yay, I've been there yeah i like it there it's very nice yeah, yeah, I like well, going down. I like to be in the desert and then drive up there. It'll be snowing up there when it's like uh, ninety degrees in the desert. Yeah, it's incredible. Oh, so yeah. you're in the desert. All right, honey. Nice okay, to see. Okay, bye. You. Yes, nice to see you. I go to Joshua Tree a lot. Yeah, but I'm not in okay. the desert. I'm up in Northern California. Yeah. Okay, well, when you're up here, give me a call. <laughs> All right, honey. well, we will. All right. Anyone else here? I'm going to move around, try to find the sun. Oh, you know what I just realized? Uh, Natalie, whatever happened, did I ever remember to, I guess I didn't. 
Natalie a long time ago. Oh, is she still by, here? By chat. But she, yeah, I didn't, she didn't put her hand up. And you know, let's see, Natalie, are you here? You here? Hi. Can you uh, hear me? Sorry about that, Natalie. It can see. Can you still see me? Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm moving around. All right. Hi, Paul. All right, Natalie. How are you? Um. I want to share something and I need your advice. First of all, I want to express my appreciation that you, that you put yourself available for this message to come through. It was very important in my life. Um, I found you after I was listening to Rupert Spira when I, when I, uh, when I um, came to your videos and it was like, uh, it was like I got the final confirmation from you. But the thing is that there are two things happening at the same time and I want to understand, I understand kind of what's happening, but I want also your take on it. Um, I have a thing with sadness. So this action figure, through this action figure, there's a lot of sadness expressing. Also because of my experience as a child, as a growing up in my family, where both my parents were extremely uh, self-centered and very negatively, um, had a very negative view on the world and what they're supposed to be doing. So everything was expressed on us, the children. And uh, so I grew up watching all the surfing, surfing going on and how the surfing uh, creates this um, kind of uh, unhappiness in your life or this confusion or this, um, yeah, we know that. Anyway, um, there is the observing, there is the observing of this, um, something triggers this sadness and then the crying starts and then the observer comes and says, you're not that. But is the observer in this case taking the place of the policeman? Because I, I think- Well, usually the, usually the observing doesn't say anything. What? Here comes a dog now. The observing doesn't say anything. Yeah, it doesn't. It can communicate through language, but it it doesn't usually. Let's say here's a crazy character. This dog. <laughs> so yeah. So I would say there's always observing. Yeah. yeah. And then the mental state will claim it and say it's it's the observer. Yeah. And then it will say, I'm not that, as I'm not that. <laughs> so, yeah, yes. but when I say that, it doesn't work. No, of course so that, not. The observer, the observer well, is all... Works, it works, obviously, but not the way you were hoping it. It reinforces what you're not. It doesn't negate it. Yeah. Yes? 
So on le- on its level, it's working great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not exactly, but uh, like. Well, on okay. the cell things, on the cell things agenda, that's working great. So it gets to be what it's not by saying I'm not that. Yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't work, and I see it, no. it doesn't work because the crying just wants to express, and then it's it is better. Then I get the sense. It's not the observer that says that, but I get a sense behind the observer that this has to play out. It's not what I am, but because the observer comes up and says, uh, you are not this, when it's going to stop this. That means that as long as this comes up and, and I don't, I just let it happen, this will stop at some point. What the crying and stuff? No, the the claiming the claiming that uh, the observer is. How can I put it? Oh, uh, will you will it not come up at times for sure? But then at times it will come up, and it's still not you. Yeah. Yeah, the because the you, observer comes. Yeah. Because the observer comes the, up, and it's like it's trying to. Punish me and tell me, you know, uh, you're listening to non-duality for uh, so many hours. You know, you should you should do better. It's like he's becoming he's becoming again like the judge. It's like selfing again. No. You're frozen. Yeah. Oh. Hello, Natalie. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You both again. The mental state claims the observing, says it's the observer, and then puts its spin on what it's observing. Well, let's say the observing and it puts the spin on. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. You know what I mean? You describe the spin. 
you're you for 13 hours listening to non-duality that that's not coming from that which is observing that's coming from the idea of an observer yeah yeah is this is this going yeah. to stop? so you see it it's going to stop at times but it's probably not going to it's not going to stop forever no because it's mechanical yeah while they're seeing there's going to be something there's going to be a claiming of that by the mental state yeah and it's going to imply to be the seer yeah and when it implies to be the seer in a in a sense the seeing is forgotten right there and then and now the form of looking occurs and you should have been looking in another way or you're looking too much and on and on and on and on you just recognize it yeah and then you lose interest in it coming or going and then there's less coming of it yeah there's nothing to vanquish there's nothing going on yeah it's an activity it can have an effect or it may not have an effect that's pretty much based on the audience it's playing to yeah so if you've seen through it it has less influence if you're taking yourself to be it it has a huge amount of influence yeah the influence isn't based on it it's based on us yeah yeah so sorry it's dark now but i had to leave the outside and the sadness is great there's a the the body has been a storage unit for a lot of shit that's sort of frozen. And now you get, when, when the files are open, they're animated and then there's crying and there's this and that. And that's how the, uh, that's how they disperse. And then there's the energy there. Yeah. Right now it's all like frozen fucking things with no circulation. It's like a giant storage unit that's dead. Well, life is reclaiming itself. And so those files are being open. The shit can come up, have its five minutes on the stage and pass and pass away. Yeah. I've cried huge amount in this thing. Yeah. I had de I had certain moments that were frozen. I remember I was uh, finally leaving the hospital after I got run over to, I was gonna now, my sister had made a room up with a hospital bed or her house, and I was going to be able to stay there and then go back to the hospital a lot of times during the week, but I wasn't going to be in the hospital anymore. And so they were putting me in the car and this hospital had a big, a big foyer, a big opening where the reception and everything was, and there was all windows and I could look through it when I was outside. And I saw all these people moving around. And then there was a gurney or a stretcher with a man who was older yeah, than me. And his head was lolling over the stretcher. And I, me and his eyes connected. And I felt something unfucking believable No one was paying any attention to him. It was just like a lost soul on the fucking of a ocean of uh, indifference, so to speak. And it had such a huge impact on me. Yeah. Maybe that had to get muffled and then and uh, filed away, but it, it came back and it was done and it was felt and it was acknowledged and it was fucking powerful. Yeah. So you, this happens a lot. When we've lived the life of being frozen and disassociated, 
part of returning to a livingness of life is all those files come under review and shit gets let out. Yeah, because your way of living was formulated by self. It's a failed system. Its way of dealing with shit is not dealing with it. Yeah. Putting it away, putting it in a box, close that box, don't go there, da da da. And trying to avoid anything that seems that reminds you of it. It's just, it just occupies more and more of you. And all the space it occupies is like a dead space. Yeah. Well, life comes in and says it reclaims itself from us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's so magical that I can see also the traveling lighter in this in this kind of uh, department in my life that the crying is coming and it's like I see, yeah, I, there's a seeing that the head is trying to find a reason, but why are you crying? It's like... Uh, yeah, don't you know? worry about that. Yeah, and the is just... Uh... Yeah, the crying is getting less and less. This is like, is I think it's part of traveling lighter. Before I was crying like I, I, like I was in hell, like I would never come out of hell. And I'm crying just, it's getting less and less in time. And then it's like I, I, I do something and clean something. And uh, I, I feel this peace in it that's before. And uh, it, then it's gone. It's like, yeah. it's gone. It's not like uh, the mind fucking uh, with me like before, like, oh, fuck, uh, you didn't do that right. Or you have to do something or whatever. You need to go for therapy or whatever. Or you need help or something. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yes. That's this happens. Yeah. It can go any way it wants to go, but it's gone this way for a lot of people. There's a lot of, of sadness there that needs to have its day. Yeah. And most, a lot of people are afraid of what that means. And it doesn't mean fucking anything. Just let it have its time. Yeah. I feel it as very rich, tell you the truth. I do. So, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome, honey. As always. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you, thank you. I've been at four locations today in this talk. Inside, outside. <laughs> All right. Anyone else, Mike? No other hands right now. Oh, very good. You got to get out of there and get over here. Yeah, okay. So let's... Uh, Let's, can I say goodbye to everyone? Wow, why is that getting better, the light? I don't understand. All right, well, Anne, thank you so much for that, Anne. Yeah. Kerry, as always, thanks for the donation, Kerry. I'm gonna spend it unwisely. Yeah. Uh, we, got, we got Draw Monk. As always, draw. Yes. Thank you, Paul. It was beautiful today. Wonderful. Uh, it's, yes. Thank you. Thank you for being here. We got uh, Tricia and the other Mr. Oh, wait a minute. Is that Mr. Void? Wow. I don't usually see him in such a good light. So, yeah. 
All right, we got uh, <laughs> Melina. Nice to see you, Melina. Where are you from, Melina? I'm, uh, I'm just outside of Brisbane in Australia. Oh, another Brisbane, yes. Yeah. Nice, yeah, nice to yeah. see you. Nice yeah. to see you. I, I have to say, Paul, just, just as an aside, um, uh, I'm familiar with you because uh, um, my, my partner has been um, uh, um, listening to you for quite a while. And um, I, um, I love you, <laughs> but not because, I mean, I think, I think you're wonderful, but I absolutely love you because you are my father incarnate. You look exactly like my father. Mm. And, and that it's just, it's, it's, almost, it's almost creepy, but it's wonderful. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and I, and I adore my father, and I miss him very much. And um, it's just amazing to just your expression and the way that you look, and it's like you're him. It's amazing. Wow, he, he's an amazing was guy. He was he from Australia? No, my my dad. Um, uh, his uh, my my background is Greek. My dad um, uh, and mum were uh, Alexandrian Greeks, so born oh, and raised in Alexandria. My girlfriend. Uh, her mother was somewhat Greek. She grew up in Italy, but her mother was Greek. Yeah. Right. And oh, you great. don't have any Greek in you? Mm -hmm. You don't have any Greek in you? I didn't think I had any Greek in me. <laughs> I had a baklava earlier. Maybe if that, if that, uh, that means anything. But no, no, I think it's pure Irish in some way. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I. Uh, Greek Irish. So, <laughs> so thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you very you. much. Yeah. Tariq, always. Yes. Tariq is from Egypt. Yeah. Very happy to see him. He's the he's our lone uh Zen bitch slapper in Egypt. Yeah. Holding the <laughs> That's gonna be a lot of responsibility put on you, Tariq. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there'll probably be no help from central office either. <laughs> no, we're always there. You're a lifetime member of Zen Bishla. There's a lot of a lot of unforeseen benefits from that. Yeah. Thanks so much, Paul. <laughs> You're welcome. We got Sundara Brava, aliasly known and previously known as Jack. <laughs> He's yeah, <laughs> we got John K, previously known as John K. Nice to see you, John. We got Chris from Olympia, always a pleasure. Robert, my favorite Kiwi. There he is, very nice. We got Walter, my the man from the Netherlands. What? I almost dropped it. We've got yes, yes, Yasmin. Did I say it right? Nice to meet you, Yasmin. Yasemin, yeah? Wait a second. Yes, Yasemin, good. All right, great. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, thank you. Yes, you're welcome. Jeremy, as always, yeah? Yariv, hey, Yariv, if you want to come over to the house, we're going to have someone over here. Keith is leaving for uh, Idaho. But it's maybe too late, but just talk to Mike. Mike will talk to you. Yeah? Yeah. Today? Philip, Philip Pratt. He's another Brisbaneite. Yeah. 
Nice to see him. Sarah. Sarah is in, was in Greece. I don't know where she is now. Back in UK for my sins. Bummer. Thank God it is in you, honey. Yeah. Yeah. Nice God evening. It. Thank you, Paul. Amazing session tonight. Oh, you're welcome. It's always a pleasure. Uh, James, nice to see you, James. Over there. Yeah, I think I, you, I've, I've no questions, speech day, Paul. Thanks. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, I'm really appreciative of that. I'm looking at another James also. Nice to see you, James, over there. Yeah, let me see this, James. We got Kenneth from Toronto, Gary C from the corner. Very good. We got uh, Sue. Sue has resurrected once again. She's come back. Thank God. I knew you would, Sue. We got Z, we got Johnny, Johnny's traveling light. Ben Clark, the poet laureate of Zen Bitslap. Natalie is one of our finest missionaries. We've got her out wish, somewhere. Wish me something, I have birthday tomorrow. Oh, happy birthday, honey. Happy birthday, yeah. yeah. And I will invite you everybody to Crete this summer that's coming. Crete, Crete. Are you gonna be in Crete? Wow. Yes. Wow. Fantastic. Yes. Hey, you may have some people coming over for sure. <laughs> Roman. Roman, nice to see you. My German friend, Hank from Amsterdam. from Amsterdam. Yes, another one of them. Them, you know them. James, James, yeah, Kiwi. Always th that was nice, James. Thanks for the silence today. Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, uh, we have Verena. Verena again, yeah? Nice to see you, Verena. We got Dan, R. Dan, nice to see you, my friend. Thanks today, Paul. You're welcome, brother. Anytime. Nico, a Croatian friend with Z. We got Stacy from LA. Lovely Stacy. Yes. He's got a, she's a lifetime member of Zen Bitch Slap. She came in when she was young, and she's still young. We got Stuart from the UK. We got Moxie. I'm grateful for the message, Paul. Cheers. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, Stuart. <laughs> Glenda O'Driscoll. She's, uh, she's our missionary in Ireland right now. Yeah. Chris. He's, he's up against the wall, motherfucker. There he is. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we got Emmett from Seattle. Nice to see you, Emmett. Yeah. We got Tanya. Oh, we talked with Tanya the, Tanya the other day, the lady that works in the rehab. Nice to see you, Tanya. Yeah. Just let it continue on and on. Yes, yes. More gets revealed. Matthew, as always, I've had many. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Robert Helmer's here, too. Shit. Blast from the past. Raven. <laughs> Raven from British Columbia. We got Dale O. Nice to see you, Dale. She gives me yes, yes. We got Rob Helma. He used to run the Inner Garden in Toronto where I used to do the talks. Alan, they kicked him out. Yeah. Alan, nice to see you, Alan. Joseph, again, nice to see you. Norman. Oh, there's Amelia, my, my favorite Italian. <laughs> 
There's uh, Nina. There she is. Thank you, Nina, for everything. Traveling well today? Good, good. We got Catherine up there. She's uh, she's getting ready for the nap of the day. Nice to see you, Catherine. Yeah. Norman, as always, somewhere in Germany. Yes. Uh, Robert, I'm happy you're doing well. Thanks for dropping in today. If there's anyone that needs it, it's you in this realm of squares. We got Nor. Nor made a guest appearance. We got the iPhone Zoom. Yeah. Uh, we got Alexa. Alexa, nice to see you, Alexa. Skyla, hopefully she's selling art. And she's a, she's a piece of art herself, to tell you the truth. Love you. <laughs> yes. We got, we got uh, Malcolm, as always. Rob, Hearn, Julie, Aman, oh, Emmanuel from Spain, Lorraine and Mark, Johannes from Germany, Sega Schukla, I don't know who that is. Uh, yeah, some more anonymous folks. Hey, thank you so much for hey, coming. Paul, Paul yeah. I'm going to ask Drawer. Drawer, do you still have your daughter's picture? Oh, yes. Um, right, yes, ahead. so um, my daughter um, painted everyone here uh, very accurately, so I'll try to show it to you. Um, do you see it? Hold <laughs> on. All go. the squares. Oh, I see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure which one is Paul, but uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure which one is Paul either, so don't worry. <laughs> hey, I wanted to tell you guys, too, uh, in February 20th and 21st, we're going to do something. I'm going to try it, see if I like it or not. It's, it's put out by another group. I'm going to do two days of talks, like three talks a day, and a lot of... Uh, questioning by the time the sixth talk they'll be like we're gonna swap recipes for banana muffins and shit well i've run out of what to say but yeah we're gonna do this it's a hundred bucks i think i get some of the money they get some of it it's done by a group that i did a talk with nothing conference and so if you're interested it's on the website and there's a link that will take you to their site, their registration, because we have nothing to do with the registration of it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and I'll see everyone, I hope, soon. And uh, uh, I'll try to be the best father I never was for Molina. I'll do my best. And uh, <laughs> thank God I have nothing to do with this, so I can have all to do with it, because I have nothing to do with it. Yeah, that's, so, that's what's so cool. All right, guys. Thanks so much. I'll Thanks, see you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.